welcome back to the next installment of Out of the Bullpen Podcast. I'm your co-host, Tommy Walter, at Mr. Tommy Walter on Twitter. And I'm his co-host, Josh Wilburn, at Mr. 30-something. And today, we have a very special guest, my co-Hall of Famer. He headlined the first annual class of the Heels and Quads Wrestling Podcast Hall of Fame. My good friend and Red Sox fan. Boom. At Robert Lemons on Twitter, Robert Bunny Lemons. I'm back. <laughs> you always got to do that one. Well, I mean, well, the fact that I'm rarely ever on, which, by the way, I've got to give a shout out to the uh, new new girlfriend, Chastity. Tommy has met her. I told her I'd give her a shout out, but... Um, she was asking today, she's like, so how many podcasts have you done? And I was like, I don't know, like five. <laughs> You've done more than five. <laughs> so, but now she, uh, I told her, I told her I'd tell her hello. Guilty. Well, we'll, we'll do one better and never have her on. <laughs> <laughs> well, unless she's a Yankees fan. And in, in that case, who is she a fan of? Who's her team, Robert? In baseball, she's kind of up for grabs. So, oh, okay. So, I, we can still persuade her to turn to the dark side. Well, right. so she's so she is a Chiefs fan and okay. an Ohio State Buckeye fan. Don't ask. Oh, yeah, that's all over the place. Yeah, kind of a hot mess when it comes to sports teams. So, okay. Well, I wanted to open it up with uh, some Yankees bullshit as usual because me and Josh are both Yankees fans. So, more injuries for the Yankees. What, what is this, Will they ever fucking stop? What, what does this stem from? Is, is it too much spring training? Is it not enough spring training? Are they not getting enough workouts in the offseason? What, what, what do you guys think? What's the problem? I, I think it's just shitty luck, personally. I mean, just, just freak accidents. I, I mean, you, would, you don't want to think it's not enough conditioning or – Something at a, at a professional level, like well, that. It, well, it's better than your team being an absolute shit show because your pitchers only pitched three fucking innings the entire spring training. So, <laughs> yeah, I don't think there's, I don't think there's a way to measure that. But who was it a couple of years ago that it was the same problem? It wasn't the Yankees. It was somebody. I can't think of who it was. Yeah, I'm trying to remember who it was. I feel like it was a National League team. It was a National League team, but it I mean it was like their entire their entire starting their entire opening day roster was at least on the injury list like half the year what are the dodgers yeah, it may have been it may have been last year was it might have been i don't i don't remember yeah i don't know i think i think you might be on to something but it, that um, contributed to their slow start and i mean you know i mean the yankees aren't off to necessarily a slow start because i mean the young kids have came up and you know did a great job but it's it's it, it's stressful as a fan to sit back and watch. You know, you know what you have on the IL. You know the players, the caliber caliber of players you have on the IL. So it's it's stressful to sit there and watch. Well, I mean, there's no timetable for Stanton to come back anytime soon either. No, and well, we got Urshela back, so that was a quick one. Yeah, and we should have <sighs> Frazier back as soon as his ten days is up. Yeah. And uh, LeMahieu was available to pinch hit today, but they didn't use him, which was smart. Yeah, yeah, he'll be back in the lineup, I imagine, Friday. Yeah. You know, what, um, you know what's crazy though to even speak about the the whole injury list is, you know, like with the Red Sox, I, I follow the minor league system, and obviously Mike Michael Chavis is up right now and doing some great stuff. But like, does it feel weird to you to kind of see that transition of the roster? and kind of how, where they're going. Cause you know, coming up through the leagues, you know, Dylan Batances, you know, you had Clint Frazier, you had all those other guys, but some of these guys, you know, weren't even on your radar within the last two years. I mean, maybe they were on yours, but not necessarily mine. Cause I do follow yeah. the minors a little bit, but like, uh, like Talkman and Ford and those kind of guys. Yeah. That you didn't, you knew they were like people like me and I'm sure Josh keeps up with the minor league system as well, but like, if it's your team and it's your minor league system, you're going to keep up with it. But 
the everyday MLB fan is not going to know who these people are. Right. But but then you had people like Robinson Cano that came up through the system, and you had people like, um, I can't even think of the names right off my head, like Gary Sanchez and Aaron Judd. Mm-hmm. Like, you knew, even even the outside person like me knew, but with some of these names that are coming up right now, it's like, who the where the hell did they get this guy from? Right, yeah. And, and, and that's, is, that's is the one good thing about the Yankees right now is they're – farm system is so deep and it's because of all those yeah, trades from the two years that you guys basically well, stocked your yeah, farm system from trades a lot of the deal dealings with the cubs when they won the world series for chapman and uh yeah. whenever we got rid of uh andrew miller other, too wasn't it? yeah andrew miller yeah. when he went to the indians we got a lot of guys for that too so yeah cashman cashman has done excellent at starting the farm system finally yeah, it took him twenty years. <laughs> it only took him twenty years. Yeah, but with the way that Major League Baseball is going, once people come up for free agency when they're thirty and thirty-two years old, nobody's spending money on them anymore. They're investing now, in the farm system, which is a complete opposite of what it used to be. And it's weird. To, and we talked about this either last week or the week before, maybe both weeks. I'm not sure, but talking about guys uh, that are still sitting on, you know, waiting for a phone call. Craig Kimbrell yeah. is who you were thinking of the other day. That's it. Yeah. Thanks for listening to the show, Robert. <laughs> yeah, thank you. I was one of the six listens. You're welcome. Dude, as soon as we hung up the call, I, it came to me and I was like, motherfucker. <laughs> like, I hate that. It was such a solid show and we had that one slip up. Yeah. yeah. I was screaming at the entire time. I was like, Craig Gabriel, you dipshit. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we don't know our Red Sox. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So. The Yankees are eleven and four since the show started, so we got to credit ourselves as well as the young guys coming up. Uh, yeah, we're uh, did a six and three on the West Coast swing. Now we head back to New York. Uh, finally, so CC got his three thousand strikeout last night, but he still sits at two hundred forty-seven wins. I think he gets to two fifty before the season's over. Oh, absolutely. I, I mean. Bearing any unfortunate incidents where he goes to the IL like everybody else seems to, I can see that happening. Yeah. But, I mean, you, you know, it always used to be you had to get to 300 wins to be a bona fide Hall of Famer. And I don't think there's any question that CC will be a Hall of Famer. Is he, yeah, is he a first ballot or second? I think he's first ballot. I don't – I mean, I don't Take think – Take your homer hat off. <laughs> it's – it's it's off. I don't I don't think you don't you're you're probably not going to see many pitchers get to 300 wins in, in this area. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I I think you got to kind of get rid of the 300. I think now you're looking more like 200 wins, for, not like for you know obviously CC and probably Justin Verlander might get there, but yeah. Um, as far as today's MLB, I think 200 is what they're going to be more eyeballing. Um, yeah, and that three thousand is the three thousand mark, Destin. I I think the three thousand is like, I man, there's only seventeen players to ever do it. Three lefties, yeah, and but fifth, with the way and the fifteen of those going. are in the Hall of Fame, and the only two that aren't in the Hall of Fame are Roger Clemens and Kurt Schilling. But you got to look at it this way too, with the way that the the league dynamics are going, it's either hit a home run or strike out. So those strikeout numbers. You know, the 3,000 may be a benchmark, but is it going to be a benchmark 10 years from now? Is it going to be 3,500? Is it going to be? That could be, that could be, that could be that's, true. That's true. And, and I was that, surprised. And, and actually, we can go ahead and hit this subject while we're on that topic. The National League going to the DH format. It's only a matter of time. I mean, they've been talking about it for years, but it seems more, I'm hearing more noise about it now than I have since they started discussing it more recently. Yeah. I don't know. I kind of, kind of hope they don't personally, just cause it makes it kind of, kind of more special when they go to, you know, NL or AL parks, but I think during, I can understand the, why. during the world series, they should do away with it. Okay. That's the, that's the only, I think that that's where they should start playing with it is in the playoffs at the world. So series. you, so you don't think they should do it in the regular season. I don't just simply because of the baseball purist. I mean, it it, yeah. it, dip, it yeah. differentiates the league from American League, which yeah. is which is hit it out of the park. But National League is vastly becoming the same way. But 
on the other hand, you still have that purist. You still have the differentiation of the leagues. And I think if you make it, yeah. if you make it all in one, I mean, baseball is really the only sport that differentiates the rules from one league to the next. You know what I'm saying? Like NFL, yeah, you know, absolutely. the AFC and the, the AFC yeah. and the NFC. There's no, there's no, there's difference. no, there's no difference. It's the right. same thing in basketball. There's no difference. But I think if you, but that, you know, it goes back to the purest, but you know, with the, with the way that the commissioner's going, I can't even think of his name right offhand. Um, it's not Bud Selig. What's the guy's name? Um, I, I, yeah, you put me on the spot. I can't think of his fucking yeah, name. Um, it's not Bud Selig, is it? No, no. Uh, he, no, he was the one before. Uh, I know it's Adam Silver in, in uh, basketball. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, Somebody look it up real quick. <laughs> yeah, someone scream at the podcast. But with the with the way that they're doing things and, you know, adding the extra wild card game and the, and the playoff playing game and stuff like that, you can kind of see that it's coming. And then the pitching. Like it's Rob Manfred. The pitch, the, Rob Manfred, yeah. And it's kind of like you guys were talking, you know, last week about the pitching clock and how that's coming. And, I mean, that was the first game that I went to this weekend when I went to a Razorback game in college. They had the 20-second pitch clock. Oh, and they're I, doing it in college already? Yeah, they had a 20-second yeah. pitch clock. Oh, okay, shit. So, I mean, you can see with the way that things are coming that it's going to happen, but I think you're going to have a lot of pushback from your Major League Baseball purists, you know, the older the older generation and the older players and stuff like that. But it's it's coming. It's just – it's going to take a while. I, I'm totally with you 100%. I mean, I, I, I love the fact that baseball still is, you know, America's most pure sport, even though they've instilled the instant replay and so on and – coming up you know the pitcher's clock and all that stuff but the only thing about the only positive the real positive about nl going to dh is when it's american league national league and you're an american league team in a national league park because you're yeah. you're taking away your starting pitcher basically like we saw today tanaka was out in the fifth right when i mean i mean he wasn't pitching great he had given up three runs and that was the three runs that won the game but i mean he still had you know, probably two more innings in it. Yeah, but it's all yeah. about. I mean, that's that's what I love about the World Series is, and and I'm not just saying that just to throw it out there. Hey, we've been to four World Series in the last fifteen years, whatever. I'm, that's I, exactly what you did. Yeah, well, I just said that. Now, <laughs> now I'm being a facetious ass. Um, but that's that's the thing. Like you know, when it comes to the World Series, is the amount of. Um, the moves and, and the chess pieces and, and thinking ahead and stuff like that. You have that. to be more strategic. You have to be more strategic yeah. in how you do that because you can blow out your bullpen. That is very you can blow your bullpen out by the fifth inning. Yeah. So it's, I mean, that's just, I mean, it's, it's something that, you know, we, I think we all can agree it's going to happen. And, yeah. you know, I, I, personally, I, I like the, fa- like you said, the different, 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 whatever. Fuck it. Differentiation. <laughs> yes, between the two leagues. Thank you. I, got, I haven't done a podcast since last week. So. <laughs> I'm off my game. What if? What was it? What was it off of Anchorman when he was like the uh, when he's like going through and just saying absolute nonsense? Oh, the first one. Yeah, on the first one, he's like the blind sheep has four mice. Oh yeah, uh, the the Human Torch was denied a bank loan. <laughs> unique New York, unique New York. Yeah, I should have I should have did more of a vocal warm up. Uh, Benedict Cumberbatch. Um, Take another drink. Tom. Yeah, right. Um, I'm actually drinking water tonight. Thank you. Uh, upcoming series for the Yankees. We've got the Minnesota Twins and the Seattle Mariners. Uh, Basically, the leaders of April in the American League coming into Yankee Stadium. <laughs> There's going to be a yep. lot of home runs hit that series. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, you know, but that's the thing. And you guys were talking about Seattle's hot start. It's like, where the hell did this come from? But I guess in their defense, they haven't played in Seattle very much, have they not? I don't think they have. Well, they started off in Tokyo at the at the Dome. Yeah, but for the I like who do, who do they even have on their team? Corey Seager. Is that it? Not Corey Seager, Kyle Seager. Yeah, I was going to say Corey's on yeah. uh, the Dodgers. Yeah, they've actually had a really good farm system too, and they're they're starting to get the benefits of that now. Yeah. Well, yeah, and I mean they had Cano, and he went to the Mets. So, do you think of Seattle as a small as a as a small market team? 
Absolutely. Yeah. I, I think you're, I mean, your, your big market teams are your New York, your Boston's, your, Dodgers. your any LA team. I even consider Anaheim a big market team. Uh, um, yeah, I guess I can do Chicago. Both Chicago teams. Those are your big market yeah. teams. Just because the media is so, so heavy there. So do they not have real? Do you think that they really have a mid tier, and then you have your low tiers like your Tampa's and Kansas City yeah. and the same? Yeah, I think I. I mean, you know what pisses a... me off the most though is is we're talking about this. <laughs> is we're talking about this mid market team and major market team. Have you ever been to a St. Louis well, Cardinals game and it's not been sold out? I, I've honestly I've never been to Bush Stadium. I've been I've been to Kauffman Stadium. Anytime, and but. even when you're watching, they they average no less than thirty thousand fans a game. Yeah, and they're considered it's, it's a, always packed, and they're considered a small market team, and they don't ever spend their money. Where the their owners obviously are pocketing a shit ton of money. They have to be because Robert, you know as well as I do, because I'm, you talk to a lot of Cardinals fans because that's where we are. But you know, they always want to gripe about our teams buying our championships. Yeah, it's it's just like the Braves. It, it's, it's like it's, but like I say like all the time, you know, if your owners would go out and spend the fucking money, you wouldn't take it. We're spending more in luxury tax than what the Tampa Bay Rays are spending on their entire payroll. <laughs> yep. Speaking of Tampa, and uh, they were playing Kansas City today. They had about uh, five hundred people in Kauffman Stadium today. <laughs> well, it's it's a fucking triple A, yeah. Basically, it, it's it was it was brutal. Um. Coming out of April, who was the most surprising divisional leader? Tampa for me. Nah, no. They won 90 games last year. Uh, I know. Yeah, but they're yeah, but their pitching staff, they've lost a couple pitchers. I didn't see them having this hot at a start. Who do you think? Think Robert? about it though. They have the reigning Cy Young. They have well, I'm I'm looking at it, the, the division standings that way I can kind of um, go off of that, but you know, I don't think Tampa's a surprise by any stretch because they have the reigning Cy Young. They picked up Charlie Morton, um, Stanix there. Um, you know, honestly, I would probably, if I were to bet, St. Louis with a nineteen and ten record. Yeah, and that's what. That's, I mean, we talked about that last week. We were talking about who, you know, who has the toughest division. So. It's, it's got to be the NL Central right it, now. It, it really has does. to be. Yeah. I mean, I think we yeah, both finally agreed on that last week, Josh, that it's the yeah, NL it's, Central. Yeah, it's a very tight division. I think if I were to pick a two, I would probably say the Twins. Yeah. They're at 17 or 10. Yeah, that, yeah, that, that's definitely surprising. But that's the same way. They're, that division, it's the Twins, the, the White Sox, and the Tigers almost every year. Yeah. Yeah. Other than the, the, White the Sox last few years about, when the Royals were involved in it. The White Sox are about two years away. Uh, Detroit, I don't see them progressing anymore. I see Cleveland falling off a cliff. Right now, yeah. I, I think you're looking at Minnesota and the White Sox probably competing over the next few years until Cleveland. Because Cleveland, yeah. when, they were doing all their, when they were doing the World Series run, they got rid of a lot of their farm system. And their farm system wasn't that great to begin with. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the White Sox have uh, actually have a pretty good farm system coming up. So you think? And so think, you think St. Louis is the biggest surprise then? I think what the well, they haven't made the playoffs for the last three years. Okay, that's true. Yeah, that is true. I didn't think about it like that. So with the Dodgers but. being twenty and twelve, and Tampa and St. Louis having a better win percentage out of the three, who is the best team of April? Tampa. <laughs> Yeah, I would say I would say Tampa too. Tampa's at a four plus forty run differential. Yeah, yeah. There you go. I I I hundred percent agree. I think not only I think Tampa's the biggest surprise just because I think that everybody expected more out of the Yankees and the Red Sox coming into this year. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, I sure I certainly did. Being riddled with injury <laughs> and pitching not being up to par and you know all that stuff. So, I mean, yeah. it's not really a surprise because, like you said, they did win 90 games last year. How yeah. does that? How would that make you feel as a fan, which Tampa only has six true fans in their entire organization, but 
Like, how would that make you feel as a fan or an organization to know that typically on a typical year, 90 wins is going to get you in the playoffs? And you don't even freaking make the playoffs. In basically any other division, yes. Yeah, that's... Because, I mean, which in all honesty, I think we all agree that the AL East is the toughest. I mean, it's a gauntlet. Neither one of us can beat Baltimore, so what does it really matter? (laughs) (laughs) And we play, it seems like we play them every week. That's very, that's very true. So, I mean, nothing like getting swept by the worst team in baseball. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, then the Royals are kind of a toss up. Yeah. Well, if it makes you, well, I mean, it, even if it makes you feel any better, we gave up Chris Davis's first hit of the season for the last nine yeah, months. He, got off of us, he was a topic so, yeah. last week, and I was just glad it didn't he happen was. to us. I guess, too. <laughs> so, with the Dodgers being talked about, Cody Bellinger, best April start ever. Leads the Dodgers in most of Major League Baseball in every offensive category, minus games played, doubles, triples, and strikeouts, which you never want to lead the strikeout category unless you're a pitcher. That honestly is not a surprise to me because he came up with the Dodgers when they did, um, what was it, two seasons ago when they lost to the Cubs in the division? Uh Yeah, I believe so, yeah. And he two, or, was, two or three years ago. He was a great rookie, and then he had the sophomore slump. But for some reason, I feel like I read something that he was struggling with a hip injury. Is that right? Does that sound right? Yeah. Yeah. So, and that kind of hampers a lot of his production and a lot of that other stuff well, that's going it, it on. It fucks so, up your swing. Yeah, yeah big absolutely. Time. So, I think that might have some – some to do with it, and I think he was, just came in prepared and worked hard in the offseason, and it's paying dividends. I would agree. He's he's definitely killing it. He's had probably the best April that I can remember in quite some time. Hey, he's no Mark Teixeira, speaking of Aprils. I mean, that's My true. God, true. That, <laughs> Teixeira couldn't buy a fucking hit in April. <laughs> it, it was tough to watch. Uh, okay, he Robert, was. moving on to the Red Sox. They're 14 and 17. They got the win today, swept the Oakland A's, and they're six games back in the AL East. Is the World Series hangover real? I mean, here's the thing. I, and I was thinking about this because, you know, you sent out the list of topics, and I was thinking about this. The Dodgers have made two straight World Series. In this day and time in baseball, 162 games, and then, you know, you've got to win, what is it, uh, 14 to get to the yeah. – is it yep. 14? Yeah. No, yeah, 14 Switch. games if you're in the wild card, or 15 games if you're in the wild card. So the possibility of, you know, seven – you know, the division's five, so seven, 14. So the possibility of 22 games, so that's 184 games mm-hmm. if you think about it, if you go the distance. That's a shit ton of baseball. Yeah. And it's not like football and, where you have, you know, a week off in between. No, you get 27 days yeah. off a year for baseball. If there's – you get basically one day a week off, and the season's 27 weeks, yeah. right? Yeah. So, you get 27 – you get 27 days off, not including if you have a doubleheader and the games get rained out, et cetera. But, I mean, it's got to be tough. I mean, for the Dodgers, they even make it to two World Series in a row. I mean, that's that's a testament. But if you remember, the Dodgers also started super, super slow right. last season. Right. That's true. And, I mean, and then the Astros got off to a slow yeah. start. So, I mean, I, I think it's – I think a lot of it is just kind of how you deal with it. And the way that Alex Cora dealt with it last year, he Alex Cora did similar things with the pitching staff last last spring that he did this spring. Yeah. To try to keep the, to keep the pitchers – fresh at the end of the year like he barely pitched Chris Sale at all because the first year we had Chris Sale he was basically fatigued and his arm gave out on him by the end of the season and wasn't any good so I think the World Series hangover as far as like if you're wanting to put a name on it it is real I mean because I mean you play a month longer than everybody else you don't have a month to relax and then you got to do all the media appearances and stuff like that so I mean I, I think it you know the players were just tired and I think once they kind of get in the groove of things and work everything out and the pitching staff gets going like they're supposed to, I don't think we put together a complete game between pitching and – or between offense and defense. We haven't put a complete game together. And that's what Alex Cora said the other day is, you know, if the bats are going, the pitching sucks. If the pitching sucks, the bats are going. And, I mean, you, you, you've you got to put it You have together. to be pumping on all cylinders. 
And, yeah. and that's the case with a lot of teams right now. It seems to be one or the other. There's no yeah. – maybe the Dodgers are the closest thing to a complete team as of right now, I think. But Yeah, I would agree with that. But yeah. as, as far as everybody else, it seems like it's one or the other. Usually it's – and, and this is kind of how I feel. Usually the offense takes advantage of the pitching early on in the season. And as the dog days of summer drag on, the pitching yep. takes over and, yeah, and all that. So – I think that's kind of indicative, but I just didn't see, you know, Chris Sale being 0 and 6 with a six point something. And that'll change. Yeah. I mean, that's, you know, it's, yeah. gonna change. He, he's a dominant yeah. elite pitcher. It'll change. Um, if it gets his velocity oh, yeah, back, because sure. he's, he's, his velocity isn't what it's always been for some reason. And losing a volume well, is going to too. It's, it's back up to where it was, but I mean, it's still not, you know, the most impressive stuff he has. But, you know, I don't know if it's the spring training and them not pitching as many innings, if they didn't do as much side work. I mean, I don't know. And the know. season's starting like earlier I, now. The season starts almost two weeks earlier than it used to. Yeah. Because it used to start, you know, right around, you know, wrestling reference, April right 1st. around WrestleMania time. Now yeah. it's starting It's starting right. literally two weeks before. Because I think the, the well, outside of the, the Tokyo series, it started right around, what, March 26th? Yeah, because I, th- I think the, the Tokyo series was like March seventeenth. Yeah, something or like that. It was yeah, like that. it was super early, like early, like maybe the twenty first, maybe. Um, yeah, somewhere but there. I mean, I could see where you know, like we we're talking about, the hangover could be real for the World Series, and I think too, the fact that the way baseball is lined out now, with you know, every team seems to have that one true bright spotlight superstar there's not as many teams with you know three or four guys in the lineup that are gonna hit you know 40 home runs or whatever and or a pitching staff that you know you got your top three guys or even four guys that are going out and pitching lights out every week or every start so i think the 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 whole thing about maybe a, a baseball dynasty is kind of a thing of the past I would agree. It's it's much harder to do in baseball. I feel like, and I and I feel like place. these these lower tier and middle tier, you know, markets. I think you know they're starting to see. At some point, we have to start spending money, or people aren't going to come to watch the games. Right. I'm. I, baseball is one of those things. Like you, a lot of times, whenever you know, just in general conversation, as you hear people or you kind of conversate, it's like. I'd much rather go to a baseball than watch it on TV. Or Every conversation I ever have about TV. baseball. Yeah. <laughs> so it's one of those things that it's with the MLB network, which makes things great mm-hmm. for people like you and I to watch our favorite teams because they're so far away. It's cheaper to buy MLB, uh, the MLB network or whatever. What, is it the MLB extra? Energy. MLB, it's cheaper uh, to buy MLB extra TV. Energy. Yeah, MLA, yeah. Yeah, it's cheaper to buy that package at 199 bucks and watch all 160, well, minus the Kansas City games and the Ranger games. <laughs> um, yeah, because that's which, all we get. Which, to be honest with you, which, to be honest with you, we need to talk about that one day, too, um, about the fucking blackout. Oh, man. Like, seriously, who the fuck thought of you, that? You want to so anyway. talk about grinding my fucking gears. You, this you know this is a phone call gears? that I made when Bud Siegel... Bud Selig was still commissioner. I fucking called his office and talked to the guy under him about the blackout restrictions on Saturday because Fox had the right suit. I said, well, if you're not showing it my fucking market, how is it restricted in my fucking area? I'm paying a hundred fucking $19 a year to watch the fucking Yankees. And I can't watch it because they're on Fox in on the fucking East coast. Bullshit. Yeah, it's a, yeah, but, it is. It's clock off the air. But I can, I, yeah, I can watch it six hours after you know it's over. Right. When somebody, yeah, some I, assholes I already ruined it for me, or made me look up the fucking score. Yeah, Robert. I hate, so I hate you know, the so shit, this, is, this is this is quite funny too. So people in Iowa cannot watch Cubs games, but they can watch Milwaukee Brewers, which games. is fucking stupid. And why are the Cubs not blacked out here? We get a ton of Cubs. Which games. is even more. What's even more stupid about that is. Their fucking AAA team is in Iowa. Yes, the AAA Cubs. But yeah, yeah. 
the Cubs, if you live in Iowa, you cannot watch the Chicago Cubs. Maybe that's why. That's unless it's on. Maybe huh? that's why because they're AAA teams there. Yeah, yeah but that's so stupid. It. It's considered it's considered Milwaukee's market. Yeah, that okay. Yeah, called. that's kind of stupid then. I didn't think about it that. That's way. absolutely fucking stupid. Yeah. There, there's no rhyme or reason or anything. I think they just make shit up. Well, it had. I think a lot of it had to do with media rights, and now that there's so many of these networks. Well, yeah, every team basically has their own network now. It really yeah. used to be just the Yankees Mine. and the Red Sox, pretty much. Well, and the Braves because oh, they got well, turned. Well, I mean, yeah, but then you could say the same with the Cubs because they had WGN. That was national. But I mean, you know, the Yankees really? have the S Network, which you can get on DirecTV now, and the Red Sox have yes. Nesson. And, you know, everybody has everything now. And the Cubs don't even really play on WGN all that much anymore. They play on Comcast. I don't even think they do. No, I don't even think they do. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Comcast. once once in a while they'll play on WGN. Like, I think they have, like, a certain block of games they have to play on WGN a year just because. Mm-hmm. But I, it's not as, you know, because I remember being a kid and having WGN. And, you know, when Harry Carey was calling the games, I'd fucking watch it yeah. just to listen to him. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I'm the old he was blitzed by the six. Oh range. fuck yeah, dude! dude yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and as a kid, it made it even that's better. What made it, that's like, what made it what is this, this guy going a racist rant? <laughs> I love Scott. <laughs> if this guy wins twenty games this year, I'm a Chinaman. <laughs> <laughs> shit like that. He would actually say shit like that. Um, oh, yeah. uh, Robert, where do you see the Red Sox after the series with uh, the White Sox in Baltimore this weekend and next week? So we won eight of 12 games. Uh, we lost two to Tampa and we lost two to Detroit. Um, so the White Sox and Orioles actually played a doubleheader today. So I think that kind of bodes well for us. I think we – what is it? Uh, so it's – what is today? So Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday – so four games with yeah, yeah, the four games White with Chicago Sox. and then three with Baltimore. I think we should probably take. I don't know. We'll probably split with. I don't know. Probably go three and four over that, or four and three over that series. So, so you're being optimistic. Uh, I mean, it, the Red Sox fan in me screams that we should there. We should be going on a little mini winning streak here. Yeah, but, and and um, you know, I wouldn't be surprised. And we're due. you know, being a Yankees fan, yeah. I see you go zero and seven, but. I, I wouldn't right. be surprised to see you guys surprised. go five and two in this whole stretch. I mean, it's it's possible. I mean, that would put us what eight and two over the last ten. Yeah. So that's it's it's plausible. Like I said, I think we're due. Um, Chris Sales, I feel like he's finally turning the corner. So he's going to get at least another. I think he'll get a start in the series this weekend. Listen to me, not so. try to be Michael K on yes. <laughs> what supporting the other team? Yeah. I heard that rant too. Oh God, dude, it, it fucking oh, aggravates me. Yeah, but am I not right, Robert? I think, I think that... you're not right on that. Like, if it's your network, shouldn't you be a little biased? Yes and no. I mean, as as it being your network, yes, you're you're solely supposed to be calling commentating on the Yankees, but as a fan, if I'm tuning in and there's nothing else on baseball wise. I already know a lot about the Yankees. Right. Maybe not tell me something about the Seattle Mariners that I yeah. don't know. I mean, I don't I don't want them to sit there and blow them the whole game, but it's like, you know, it's, I my whole thing was the home run call. That was mainly my thing. Yeah. If, if you've got to be more excited when the Yankees hit a home run than, say, you know, Seattle or Boston even, especially Boston. Like, they, Yeah, but that's just his thing. Even on every home run, at least he's consistent. It's not like he's, like, going out of the – going out of the way to be like see ya yeah i mean that's yeah. his, that's his thing. i don't know i'd be like and see ya boston's up one nothing yeah i, I wouldn't sell yeah it. yeah you, i mean you don't have to go over the top that's all i'm saying all yeah. right another one of, but it also oh go ahead it's also it also it also shows that he's an unbiased announcer which is what i want to more see, unbiased than regardless ESPN. of the situation Yes, God. <laughs> I, I refuse to watch a game on ESPN unless I absolutely have to. Oh well, I refuse to listen yeah. to Joe. I refuse to listen to Joe Buck during the oh, World Series. Oh God, can we? I swear, it doesn't matter. <laughs> the entire world's when we played the Astros last in the playoffs, you would have thought Alex Bregman 
could fuck any woman he wanted to just by looking at him and impregnate her from across the room. He's no Derek Jeter. Yeah, he's he's not the captain. So, <laughs> but I mean, seriously, no, it you, seems dude. like every World him. Series, he. Yeah. I'd rather listen to my every asshole playoff. sing the blues than listen to Joe Buck call a baseball game. I don't. I don't actually mind him during during football though. For some reason, I don't know. Well, you got Troy Aikman there to kind of balance him out because Troy Aikman is yeah. an alcoholic too. Well, yeah, he he's is. got. He's got to be. An he's not a Joe Namath alcoholic. No, <laughs> Come on, man. I don't want to kiss you. It's, right it's now. been. It's been long enough. Let it go. <laughs> Poor Broadway Joe. I'm never gonna live that down. I could kiss you right now. Let me kiss you. <laughs> like you wouldn't have. <laughs> Come on, Susie Colbert, get out, get out of here. I mean, I would have kissed yeah, her. Too. I mean, Susie Colbert. Um, yeah, I, mean, I can't anymore. I can't think. Like right? That. Yeah, we can't. Yeah. Yeah, but you still think like that. You just don't say. Right. Until she, you know until you she listens to the podcast because Robert was on, and then she's like, "Oh, really, Susie Colbert?" Yeah, she already wants to know the link. Yeah, I don't even know who Susie Colbert is. She's, but... she, yeah, she's googling Susie Colbert right now <laughs> as she's listening to it. She's like, "Who the fuck is this bitch?" <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna cut this. Bitch. <laughs> uh, okay, so Robert asked this question to me. You know, I'd like to send out you know ideas for topics because I can't do it by myself. It's not just my show; it's everybody's show. The opener as a fist starter is Tampa onto something, or is it a fad? At the, at the start of the season, I was like, it's stupid, but now that it's it's kind of working for well, them. They did it last year too, didn't they? Towards the end of the season, I believe. Once Colorado I started that. You remember when Colorado did the six did the six pitchers and they weren't pitching any more than five. Oh minutes. yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Yeah. yeah so that's it's, it's kind of a spur, but you'll see it a lot more in college. Well, and we saw it last week when else. the Yankees played the Angels. The Angels did it too. Yeah, it's becoming more and more common. Well, I mean, a lot of teams want to get off to a fast start. Mm-hmm. I mean, the chances of you roughing up the starting pitcher, you want to get the starting pitcher out of there as quick that, as possible. That's the way I've always seen it. Especially, like, if and it's then, a Yankees-Red Sox series, both sides, we want to get yeah. the starters out. Yeah. Exactly. And you want to get into the bullpen mm-hmm. and tax their bullpen for the next two games. But yeah, we yeah. definitely want to get to the Red Sox bullpen. Yeah, we suck, too. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know where I was going with that. Um but it, history tells you three times through the lineup, and you should pull that pitcher. Yeah, because history tells you the batting average goes. He's going to get beat considerably up. because they've seen. You know, if they've went through the lineup three times already, pitchers probably pitched about 80, 80 to ninety pitches. Yeah, pushing that one hundred mark. Yep. So he's tired now. So now that fourth time through, they've already seen, on average, at least. 12 pitches so their timing synced up everything synced up. i mean these guys are professionals this is what they do for right. a living you know it's funny because so, you don't see many pitchers even hit that hundred anymore it's rare yeah most yeah most pitchers have about like a 75 to 80 because you know five years ago if your starter didn't throw 100 pitches you know they were wasted yeah yeah i remember back in the in, in the 90s it was a i mean you wanted your pitcher to get to at least the seventh inning yeah and I remember, yeah, late late nineties. I remember seeing more pitchers hit one twenty. What is it? A quality start? Is it five innings and less than three runs, yeah. or six innings less than three runs? Uh, six, six innings, yeah, less than three runs, three runs yeah. or less. So, I mean, I I would be curious, even if maybe one of the listeners is a math nerd or something like that that wants to do that. But I would be curious to see what the levels of quality starts have went. And probably since this whole middle reliever thing kind of got started with Andrew Miller three years ago, four years ago, whenever it was, and having that super bullpen. That's, that's some good I'd be homework. curious to see that. Yeah. yeah to see where that quality start is, if that number has went down, which to me, I think it probably has. I would agree. I think it – I would definitely think it's went down. The, the so, thing I, I you know, think to, about the opener, though – you know, the whole thing, you know, you brought up the word fad. It, what it reminds me of a lot right now in today's baseball, the last four or five years, the shift. Playing against the shift as a hitter. Oh, God, I'm so sick of the like, shift. Can you, can you not just shift. slap the ball the other way? Like, I remember uh, bringing up Mark Chichera. You get in trouble for that. The whole fucking third base side is open. 
Lay down a well, fucking bunt, dude. You can walk to first. Now, I read something the other day that they had four outfielders. Yeah. That's basically what yeah. it is. Well, I mean, the it's shift, a fucking yes, softball they game. They literally had. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, had, that's how they play Judge and Stanton every time they bat. Well, I was saying more so that they had four, like, legitimate outfielders, not like the guy oh. that moved over to play right. second or in between. Right. But they had legitimate four outfielders. So, but here's something else for you, too, is I, who was it? And then I seen it in the news. They pulled the pitcher, moved the pitcher over to first base. They brought in another pitcher. That pitcher got one out. They moved the guy, that the pitcher that was over at first base, back to the mound. What? To finish the rest of that. What? Yeah. Was that, was that in Major League Baseball? I believe so. It was either, I'm pretty sure it was Major League Baseball. I'm literally, but they like, moved, they, my face is illegal. in fucking awe right now. <laughs> is that even is that even legal? Yeah, well, it's legal. Yeah, because he's as long as it, I guess, yeah, he's going to a position, so it'd have to be. Yeah, yeah. So they I pulled guess. him. They pulled him as a pitcher, put him at first base, took the first baseman out, brought in another pitcher. So I mean, essentially, it's a double switch. Yeah, move and then move the pitcher back yeah. from first to the pitcher mound, bringing in another first baseman. So the first baseman that was in before obviously can't come back in. Correct. How they're, they're going to be looking for for. First baseman's they they can pitch now Jesus. if it's in the plumb system. I mean, you see position <laughs> players in a fucking blowout, but yeah, but no, that's that's they moved the pitcher over to first that's base. Insane. And that's, I gotta look that shit up. Yeah, yeah, I'll have to look that up. I didn't see that. It, I'm wanting is I'm pretty I'm about ninety percent certain it was professional or MLB, but it may have been um, college. But I'm pretty sure it was MLB. I could even I, see him maybe a, doing it in the minors, but not. Not in the bigs. I want to say it was like Milwaukee or maybe even Tampa. Yeah, that I don't sounds remember. like something I know Milwaukee just... would do, those sketchy motherfuckers. Yeah, I can see Milwaukee definitely doing that. <laughs> but no, to kind of circle around, I mean, I think if if you don't have a legit fifth starter, the starting the closer to begin the game does make kind of yeah. sense. I mean, yeah. I, I can see it working. It's just a matter and of, use him in the middle. It's a, it's a matter of you're you're taxing your bench because you have to carry more of a bullpen. Well, and that's the thing is if that so say for instance, you know they get absolutely schlacked on day three and day four and their bullpen shot. Now you're asking those pitchers to go out on the fifth, and I mean it. It basically the same thing almost happened with the Red Sox in the World Series against the Dodgers. Whenever we used all of our pitchers in what was it, game two of that fifteen inning yeah. game when Eovaldi went so many innings. Yeah. I mean, you could have legitimately had we if we would have won that game, it would have been great, but for Price to come back in that's, game three or whatever. That's it was, another thing too. That was good. the only time that a fucking pitcher has got a standing ovation in a losing effort. Yeah. I mean that was he pitched his ass. Yeah, off. I mean that. I mean, I we talked about him last week. I loved him when he was with the Yankees. I hated to see him go. I did, I did too. I mean that that just shows he, fucking grit and balls to do that. Yeah, yeah, that's gonna be a big loss. I think going forward for the Red Sox throughout the summer months. Yeah. Well, I mean, they said last year that they predicted it to be four to six weeks when he had the same thing done, but it ended up being like two and a half months. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, it, it's early yet. We're not even to the trade deadline. So, you know, they could make some moves. We don't have a fucking farm team. Yeah, but we don't have any way to make trades. Figure something out. Scratch, no. scratch a little cash off the top, you know, slipping some. Will, Will, Will and Dylan Dave Dombrowski. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the Mets, they didn't last long at the top, but they're still close. Any chance that they stick around? How do you first off? Let me ask you this question. What's up? How do you feel about Robinson Cano being across? I don't like it. I fucking hate it. <laughs> okay, let me let me let me just clarify this. Okay, first of all, when he took on Jay Z as his agent, Jay Z is supposed to be a Yankees fan, right? How the fuck right. do you let Robinson Cano, one of your best up and coming players, which I mean at that point he was solidified, but how do you let him go to Seattle? Because he's a bigger fan of fucking money than the Yankees. Exactly. Yeah, but he won a World Series. I and mean, what what did we get with Robinson Cano going away? Who did we sign to a big money contract? Jacoby fucking Ellsbury. He's done absolutely nothing. You're welcome. You're and welcome. He's, and he's probably had 
maybe 50 at bats, and we're painting out the fucking ass. Just eat, You're just welcome. eat it and let it go. We You're welcome. eat it and let it go. Oh, You're welcome. So, in all honesty, I mean, do you do you see the Mets doing – do you see them getting a wild card? Could they win the division? Because, I mean, the Phillies did go out and spend I a think, lot of money. I think they'll hang around the wild card. I don't know that they'll win the wild card, but I think they'll they'll hover around that maybe three to five games around it. Because they, they got a great pitching staff. I will say that for them. <laughs> it depends on their big three pitchers. If they can stay healthy. Yeah. What is it? Um, who's the three? Um, Thor, the other Thor, guy, Syndergaard. Yeah. No, so that's uh, Syndergaard. And then what's the DeGrom? And then what's the other one? Um, Wheeler? Wheeler, yeah. Wheeler. If those three can stay healthy and consistent throughout the entire season, I think they stand a chance. Because right now, Phillies, the Phillies don't have all the pieces. Yeah. The Braves, the Braves, I think, kind of blew their figurative load and <laughs> yeah. bringing those kids up. Way to clean the it kids up for the kids, early. Robert. Yeah, figurative yeah. Load. and they and they got a they somehow convinced him to take way less money than they would have got paid in the on the open market to to sign and stay brave. I just I think the Braves. I I, I don't know. The Braves are a catch twenty two with me. You you want. It, if there is an ever a National League team that I want to pull for, it's the yeah, Braves. Yeah, I'm with you 100, yeah. percent man. Yeah, I have like all, all my friends are Braves fans, so you know that, that's like in, here in Tennessee. That's I guess who you grew up for the most part being fans of is the fucking Braves. So I have right. to hear that shit daily. Well, they you know, and growing up, if you're a WCW fan, they're on the Turner Network, so you have right. to kind of report right. anyways. Because you're waiting for that fucking game to get over, so you can watch WCW Saturday oh, night. At oh yeah, I'm definitely. I've definitely watched a lot of Braves games in my time waiting for that. Yeah. But that, I think, honestly, that NL East is, is going to come down to, to a three-team race. Um, I really think it's going to be between those three. I don't think uh, – You don't think the Nats will do anything? It's crazy to see it because, you know, there was a lot of – there was a lot more people. There was actually people picking the Nationals to win the division yeah, based on based on those three pitchers, which I don't know what Patrick – I haven't really followed the Nationals without Bryce Harper being on there. Um, but they thought that that the biggest signing of the off season before Harper and Machado was Patrick Corbin going to was it Corbin? No, you guys got Corbin. No, no you got Pat. Yeah, he went to the Nats. Yeah. Um, but they said that that was one of the biggest signings of the off season, and I, I haven't really. Wait, no, 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 no. He went to the Phillies. No, Corbin went to the. National. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was between those yeah. three. Yeah. I remember that. Okay. Yeah, yeah. you're right. Yeah. So, so they were actually picking that based on those three pitchers. And they're and they're not I mean, they're not terrible. Oh no, they're not. I mean they got they're not great. I, th- I think they're, you know, definitely the fourth dog in the pack, but Well, they've got what, Rendon or Rendon or whatever. Uh-huh. Um it's not Michael Taylor. What's their Trey Turner? And then they got um yeah, Trey Turner, the yeah. what is it, Juan Soto? Is it Juan? The, the 19 year old, he was 19 or whatever last year, and just yeah. kind of, yeah, came. I know you're talking about, yeah. So, I mean, they have the pieces, but I just don't, I just think it's that I think you can win 88 games and win that division, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I th- I think it'll probably probably be a tight race between those three teams all season. Yeah. I don't see one team, I'd say 86 being, to 90 wins that division, yeah. I don't see one team being that much better than in anyone else. They're going to get like a big lead in the in the division. Some somebody's going to have to get super super hot to really pull away. Yeah. Well, the Phillies, I think, are the Phillies have the farm system to trade. Yeah. So I I think when it's all said and done with, I think it's the Phillies division. I mean, I think they're ahead of schedule, but I don't think the. Here's the thing: I like Bryce Harper because I think he's good for baseball. I mean, he's legit superstar. Um, any kid that's on the Sports Illustrated cover at age 16 and then comes into the major leagues and did what he did. I mean, he single-handedly – him – I mean, there were other pieces, obviously, because they had um, Strasburg at the time, and then um, num- uh, Scherzer came on. Yeah. But Scherzer, he yeah. single-handedly turned the face of that franchise around because when they came from the Expos, they were they were awful. It was bad. Yeah, I think I think from the time they they became the Nationals until Bryce Harper came, well, maybe even Steven Strasburg. I watched a couple of games. I maybe watched a total of five games. I've always, I think, 
I've always been a big fan of Ryan Zimmerman. I mean, that guy was probably he's he was kind of like Mike Sweeney with the Royals, very yeah. dedicated, very loyal, staying with that team, and. You know, he's always batting 275 with, you know, 25 to 30 home runs, consistent. Not Joey very, Votto. Exactly. Consistent, very but, consistent player. Yeah. But, I mean, he – I've kind of felt bad for him because, I mean, he had plenty of opportunity. I mean, there's any major league team that would have took him when he was in his prime. But, you know, it was just, you know, he, Bryce Harper single-handedly changed that organization. So, moving from Bryce oh, Harper, now we go on to another player that people say is the greatest player in Major League Baseball right now. Mike Trout. He's in the top 100 now in war. I got and, it pulled up here, so it's it's showing who he he and he's 27 years old. So he's been in the league for what figuratively yeah. six years. Yeah. So these are the names that he's that he's passed. Let me double check and make sure. So he Mike Trout started the season with sixty four point two career WAR. So here's who he's about to pass: Willie McCovey, Andre Dawson, wow. Craig Biggio, which that name surprises me. Yeah. Um, Leon Goslin or Goose Goslin. Um, Pee Wee Reese, Joe Cronin, which I'm not familiar. I know obviously he's a Hall of Famer, but I don't know. He played for the Senators, so he's yeah, pretty old. Before our time. Um, yeah, yeah Duke Snyder. Um, so Roberto Alomar would be the next person that he passes. So these are the names that he's about to pass. And there's some big so names in that. He has, he yeah, has oh. 60, so he's at 66.7. So he's passed all of those. So the next ones on the list are Roberto Alomar, Ernie Banks, Fred Clark, Ryan Sandberg, and Edgar Martinez, wow. which wow. just got into the Hall of Fame. Yeah. So that's yeah. nuts. That is nuts. So these are all Hall of Famers that he's already passed by the age of 27 and wins above replacement. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. That's. I mean, I, is he really? I mean, I, I see the, I the love affair that Major League Baseball has with him. I j- he's a stat. Yeah. Suffer. I yeah. just don't I, – I don't know. I, I just don't see him having, like, the same charisma as, like, a King Griffey Jr. Like, be the face of baseball. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think he does have that kind of charisma. He's just, you know, a very humble right, guy. Right, and it, it was the same with, you know, with, same with Derek Jeter. He didn't really have that – you know, he's very, you know, calm and cool and collective, like, with the media and stuff. He wasn't over the top. And when I think of a face of baseball, I think of somebody who is going to pull in ratings and put asses in seats because they're charismatic. So you would say, so right now, if you were to pick, and I'll and I'll throw mine out first, and I think probably figuratively both of you would probably come close to agreeing, right now the face of the baseball would be Bryce Absolutely. Harper. Absolutely, 100%. Yeah, I would agree with that. And I don't know. If, I don't wasn't know if it? I would consider him the best, you know, player overall. But I definitely think he, you know, the way he came into the league, and like you said, being on Sports Illustrated when he was sixteen, best personality. You know, he he, he is, and I mean, he's making waves funny. now in in Philadelphia. You know, he's getting more yeah. media coverage in in Philadelphia that they haven't had in ten years when they played the Yankees in the World Series. Right. Well, let me ask you this, though. Do you remember last All-Star break when the All-Star game was in yeah. Anaheim? And Rob, Rob Manfred said that the Angels don't do enough to market Mike Trout. And I agree with I that. Manfred wants. I agree 100%. Manfred, Manfred wants Mike Trout to be the face yeah. of baseball. He's oh, yeah. quiet. He stays out of trouble. He doesn't mouth off to the media. He's good with the kids. Yeah. But and that's who it should I'll be. Think. I'm just saying in baseball's past, yeah, it's always that loud mouth or, you know, whatever. Like, A-Rod was making yeah. headlines, being a fucking bonehead. And, uh, Fuck boy. Yeah, but <laughs> he wasn't, but A-Rod wasn't the face. Yeah. In, in his, in, yeah, in, I mean, in, I love A-Rod. And I, can agree, yeah. and I can agree with you guys to this sense. Derek Jeter, the last 10 years of his career, was the yeah. face of baseball. Hands down, no doubt about it. Derek Everybody knew who he was. Correct. But he wasn't like a a rock star. I mean, he wasn't 
he was he didn't make the most amount of money. He 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 was and a he rock was, star, but he was more quiet about it because I mean it correct. came out later yeah. about the gift baskets and all that shit. But yeah, yeah. I mean that's he was, that's he some was pretty very, heavy rock star shit. But yeah, I mean yeah, that, I mean he was quiet about it. Just, he he knew how to do it without being like a rod a fucking idiot about it. Right. Do you think if Jeter were on any other team? So I remember when it, before he signed with the Yankees, which I knew it was going to be inevitable. There was actually talk about the Red Sox actually offered. I I remember that because that was when we were friends. When his contract came up and they started posting pictures of him in different uniforms and talking about how weird he actually got offered. He got offered a contract by the Red Sox because he ended up signing with the Yankees. I think a two year contract. Yep. And he may have signed another one after that, but I think that was after his, what was he out for? Did he like tear his Achilles or yeah, something? Yeah, it was like a that? hamstring yeah. or his Achilles or something. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, but he was out for basically three yeah, quarters. Yeah, it was. Of the yeah, it was almost the full season. Yeah. And then that was the year that he batted like two. Yeah, it was I mean, by it was far the worst like year. A, yeah. So the Red Sox offered him a contract. But what what I'm getting at? Do you think had Derek Jeter been in another uniform, would he still be the face? I would have quit watching baseball, so I wouldn't have known. Yeah, that's hard. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm thinking. I'm th- I'm saying. I, I know. I'm, I'm saying. Being, hy- I'm being a dick. I'm saying hypothetical. Yeah. yeah. Had had Derek Jeter and he put up all these amazing numbers and you know was a great person for baseball, but had he been in another uniform, so say he was in a Kansas City Royals I knew uniform, you were gonna say that. I like. I could yeah. feel it coming. Uh, no, I don't. Well, I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't think because he, he was in a big market, and they're not yeah. gonna put. They're not going to put that stamp of you're the face of baseball, basically. And they they do kind of do that. Every sport does. Whether you're the best player overall or not, they kind of lean, whether it's national games being played, like with NBA, you know, nobody remembered 10 years ago that the Golden State Warriors were a fucking team. Yeah, they suck. Everybody's Golden State Warriors. And now everybody's a fan, you know. One of my kids is a basketball person, and that's all he wants is Golden State Warrior stuff. And I'm like, no, go with the underdog. <laughs> but it, right, it's it, they do they do it however they want to do it. Every professional, it, it's the same with wrestling. Even you know, it's who they want you to like is who is going to be the face of that that sport. Yeah. So do you think? If, so do you think if they put the effort into marketing Mike Trout could he potentially be absolutely because like I said earlier Anaheim is a big market team they just don't want to put enough and I mean he's got the MLB network commercial and all that I mean you see him quite a bit the tops commercial with big sloppy um as he's affectionately known in my house big sloppy um but we haven't seen that much of his personality to to really know how well he would so my whole thing is yeah they need to put more marketing behind him but also they need to put another piece in that team to draw more, well, even they more eyes to it. They have it with Shohei Otani. Well, I mean, he's not there right now, is what I mean. Is right right now and, yeah. and today. But and, and when he comes back, yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah. But they tried to surround him with Albert Pujols in the twilight of his career. They tried to surround him with Josh Hamilton. Yeah. Yeah. It it just didn't work. Yeah. But I mean, here's the thing. This is the thing though. Think about it. He's been the AL MVP twice or three times. I think it's twice, right? Yeah. Yeah, two or three times. I don't know. And he's finished in the top three the other four times right. or whatever. Oh, yeah, definitely. All but his rookie year. Right. How, how can he not be the face of baseball? It just absolutely miffs me. And look, I like Bryce Harper, I like Bryce Harper just as much as I like Mike Trout. Obviously, Mike Trout is a very good player because he broke all major sports records. With and he's a great outfielder too. Yeah, 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 he is. Bryce does more to get more more attention, though. That's like last week he, he gave the Philly fanatic a custom pair of cleats, and so you know. Okay, let, let's put it. Let's go back to basketball then. Let's put it into perspective. So, would you say Mike Trout is more of the Steph Curry to Bryce Harper's LeBron James? Mm. Uh, that's kind of hard to say. I, I mean, would, Seth Curry I would is say, basically the face of basketball. That, yeah, but that's would, what I'm saying. Basketball's different, it though. Is, but I, I mean, I'm, just, I would, I'm using I think it as you, an example. I got a better. I got a I better. Comparably, I got a better analogy. I okay. think Bryce is LeBron, and Mike Trout is the Greek freak. 
Yeah. Okay. That, that's very close. I, I, I can yeah. agree with that. Because, it, but the thing about it is, is that's large market LA, small market Milwaukee. So there's really no reason why LA can't market him yeah. that way. I get the I get the whole natural growth of it because Derek Jeter kind of did the same thing with the mm-hmm. natural growth and it was platonic and it was, it was natural. Pure. It wasn't like he was it he was wasn't trying. it wasn't like he was he wasn't trying. It just happened yeah. natural. So think, maybe that's so, what it maybe okay, let's wrap this up. So <laughs> let's say it this way. So we feel basically in a nutshell, MLB is pushing too hard. Yeah, I think if it- well, when Manfred stepped in, he obviously pushed yeah. too hard. Because, I think- I, and and I say that because you know we talked about this Sorry. last week or the week before, whenever that was, Josh. We said baseball is you can kind of slowly seeing that younger generation steer more away from baseball. Right. I do think if Mike Trout was a Dodger, he would be a superstar. I think that the Angels are kind of like the Clippers, and the Dodgers are like the Lakers in that in the LA okay. market. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I think that's a better analogy. Thank you for bringing that light. I mean, I, I kind of didn't really think of it yeah. that way. Because, but even if yeah, he was the, in San Francisco, Dodgers, it would still be the same way. Uh, yeah, though. the Dodgers are always going to outshine Anaheim just because they're yeah. more of a name. Yeah, if he was if he was a Dodger, I guarantee you he would be a way bigger star. Man. Yeah, I All agree. Right. <laughs> uh, Last what, topic. We talk about Robert service time. Yeah, let's just go ahead and throw that in there. So, my biggest thing and my biggest gripe with baseball is the service time. What is it? They if a player, a player in the minor accrues one year service time if he's on the major league roster on opening day. Mm-hmm. However, if they wait, what is it? Seventeen days. Eighteen. If they wait eighteen, if they wait eighteen days, that's eighteen games. That's three. That's not even. That's that's not even an eighth of the freaking season. Yeah. And it's considered if they were on the major league roster on day seventeen, they accrue one year service time, which goes back to this whole thing with the players being under uh, control of the team. It pisses me off to no end because. You get people like um, Chris Bryant. That was the one that comes to mind. Mm-hmm. Mike Trout, the same thing happened with Mike Trout, too. He was ready. Um, but Chris Bryant was ready to come to the major leagues. Bryce Hopper was the same thing. He was ready to come to the major leagues. And they waited that 18 days so they could get an extra year of service time. So now, if the player is 23 years old, by the time that they hit free agency, they're 30 years old. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What is that? So what does that mean? So with them going to the younger generation and the younger talent, they're not going to invest in the older players. Right. So now it's become a revolving door like it is in the NFL. Say, say for instance, with the running backs, the life, the the likelihood of a running back being in the league longer than four years is, you know, like ninety percent. Yeah. Yeah, because their body's so, trashed. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So now you're taking this player. Used to the prime would be between 28 and 32 years old is mm-hmm. what they considered. Well, 27 to 30, I think, is what they considered prime in baseball and then they just fall off of a fucking cliff yeah after that so i get that but how is that fair to the player i mean you can go through arbitration and you can be like nolan arenado and get 30 million dollars in arbitration we kind of i mean we kind of talked about that uh, last week with aaron judge and his rookie contract yeah he's making six hundred forty four thousand dollars this year it's not fair to the player no it absolutely is not I don't. I don't feel that these players deserve four hundred million dollars. But that's just me. Yeah. But what I'm saying is, is you have people like uh, Arenado that signed the thirty million dollar arbitration, or that's what he got ruled ruled for. And then you had Josh Donaldson. You had Mookie Betts, which had a seventeen million dollar increase from last season to this season. Mm-hmm. What's What's really crazy is Bryce Harper and Mike Trout's game check is almost more than Aaron Judge will make this whole fucking season. But whose fault is that? It's 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 baseball. Yeah, it's baseball. Yeah. As a whole. Still, yeah, but, as a I whole. Mean, so why would can also you can almost you know attribute that to the players association. They're not are they're yeah, not doing that. So they're job. gonna lock out they're gonna lock this they would be in a lockout for three years before 
the owners would agree to that. Absolutely. And that that's the problem mm-hmm. is because they're like, okay, well, they're in their rookie contract. And we're gonna we're gonna chew them up and spit them out for as long as we can before we have to pay them if they're even still worth that kind of money. Yeah, I, I mean you're seeing that in, in every sport now. Just look at pro football. It's the the the, the hot thing is to draft a good rookie quarterback because you got him for basically nothing for Five three years. four years. Then you stack the offense and the defense around them and win while they're on the, the rookie deal. Yes, yeah. like you're not you're not sport. building to any point. You're just getting you're getting what you can get now. So do, yeah, you, it's all about, do you do you feel like there should be a caveat in there? Do you think the arbitration is working? No. No. Yeah, I don't. I don't really think. I, I think. No. I think rookie contracts should be shorter. Yeah, that's, that's what I was going to say. I, th- I think they should be two years. Yeah, because because then, what constitutes you still a rookie? How how much service time are you still a rookie? Yeah, but look, <laughs> but look at this instance though. You got. Uh, the Braves kid, uh, Kuna Jr., he just yeah. signed an extension to get out to buy out all of his arbitration years. Eloy Jimenez with the the next big up and coming outfitter that the White Sox have. So, what prevents teams? And I think Harper got something similar, and I think Mike Trout got something similar. But why don't you see more players fighting for that? Like, you don't really see baseball players be like, "Fuck it, I'm going to sit out until I get what I want." Yeah, that shit don't happen in baseball. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, with this, I mean, we've got two this year. I mean, Dallas Cockle and Craig Kimbrell are still sitting out. No, well, they that's that's no fault of their own. This is something that I want to see well, go yeah, away. Yeah, the reason why they yeah. did that was to prevent the Yankees and the Red Sox from spending a shit ton of money on good players from other teams. Because if you sign Dallas Keuchel or if you sign Craig Kimbrell, Craig Kimbrell. You lose a first round draft pick. Yeah, yeah, and, and right I, now, what's, what's the biggest? Rule. Yeah, it's stupid because you're preventing those decent players from getting a contract because you don't want to give up a first round draft pick. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, they may say this whole season out because I don't know if any team will give a first round pickup because everybody's well, trying if, to either build their farm system or keep their farm system, you know, to to the maximum potential. But you remember when that first came out after this last uh, uh, contract between the union and the and the owners that that was put in, and all the players were declining that qualifying ar- offer. And I think the first player to do it was uh, Kobe Rasmus. I think, mm-hmm. yeah, he was That's the first was. one to take the qualifying offer, and they're like. Well, he's, he would command more on the open market. But now you're seeing those players more likely to take that qualifying offer than hit the free agent market and prolong yeah. that for one year. And then they can sign at the beginning of the season. So it kind of yeah. puts it kind of puts the player in a in a in a bad place. Yeah, it definitely, definitely does. All right, I think I we know. should wrap it up for today. <laughs> Man, that was a fun conversation. Yeah, we could probably go another day and a half talking about this, but <laughs> Well, I kind of feel bad cuz I feel like I kind of like commanded the conversation. Oh no, no, that's Josh... that's why I wanted to bring you on. That's why I texted you oh. and said, "Hey, I want you to come on." Cuz I mean, it... I feel like Josh didn't get in as much words as I did and I was just sitting he there. Said he said he said he was going to step back a bit. So Who, Josh yeah. or me? Oh. Yeah. I tried and I couldn't. I just got excited. Josh is a good listener. <laughs> I am. I just I backed off my shit and let you get your shit yeah. in today. And next week I'll get my shit. In. <laughs> <I don't... laughs> All right. So on that note, make sure you follow the show out of the pen pod because once again, somebody has out of the bullpen locked up on Twitter. Uh, Still an asshole. Make sure you subscribe, leave a review, all that good stuff. Follow me at Mr. Tommy Walter on Twitter. Follow me at Mr. Thirty Something on Twitter. And follow the best third wheel in the damn business at Robert Lemons on Twitter. Hey, but if this does well, more permanently. Absolutely. All right. Talk to you guys next week. Bye. 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 Bye.